This is What Started Your Fire, where we explore the stories and insights, tactics, and best practices of first responders and emergency support personnel. Get inspired, get informed, get involved. Let's roll. Welcome back to What Started Your Fire. I'm Chad Dar. I'm joined today by Dan Brooks. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Chad. How are you doing? Doing very well. Dan, uh, to begin our conversation today, maybe you could share with me a little bit about what your decision process was or what brought you into the service? Yeah, so I actually started with a, a group of my friends back in um, 1989, 1990. Um, friends from high school, uh, we decided to, uh, to, to join. Uh, there was a new Explorer post being created at our, at our local fire department, uh, which is the Cortlandville Fire Department just outside of uh, the city of Cortland, New York. And um, so we joined. And, um, you know, it was, it was great because we joined as, as a group together and we, we stuck together and, you know, I, I've moved away from there, but, but we've still remained friends to this day. Um, and, and most, I think just about everybody is still in the fire service. So, um, so that was, and I took some time off between, uh, you know, when life gets in the way, which normally does. Um, and then I just recently returned again, uh, here on, uh, now that I live on Long Island. Very good. Very good. Uh, do you have any family history? Uh, you know, you, you, you had said that you had this group of friends that started around the same time. Um, any family history, either siblings or parents, or maybe children that have also, that have also followed? No, actually, I, I probably in the minority in that because um as as most people know the the fire service is is relatively legacy based um uh my father was uh, was never in the fire service my uncle uh was in the fire service in a small volunteer department uh just outside of geneva new york in the finger lakes area but that was the only um and then growing up he was he was gone from then um he wasn't really active at that time so um no not really it was kind of it was kind of something that I wanted to do, uh, being with, you know, I wanted to do it with my friends. And then, you know, it started out with, with wanting to do it with friends and then turned into something that, that, you know, stuck with me for the rest of my life so far. Sure. Over the 30 plus years that you've been doing this, have you seen a lot of kind of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis remain the same, or have you seen a lot of changes over your time? Yeah, the changes have been amazing um you know being out of it for about 10 years and then coming back into it um you know just in those 10 years the the, the concept of washing your gear you know the, the truck shouldn't smell like a house fire after a house fire um you know the the, the cancer uh, awareness now um I, that is probably the biggest thing that has that has changed is is the safety aspect of the fire service, which obviously is a good thing, right? So um, that that in and of itself, the the technology that's out there, um, you know, when you go to a call now, you take a you know a, a a thermal imaging camera was was something that you didn't even think of thirty years ago, and now now it's it's basic material that you go into, so just the safety aspect of it. Um, even on the fire prevention side, um, you know, the, the joke most people say is we don't have fires anymore. And, and hey, that's a great thing, right? Um, you know, more vehicle accidents, even though they're much more uh, serious these days, um, really with the with the concept of safer cars and, and so forth, that's changed. So 
the what was relevant 30 years ago other than beyond the foundation really has changed it, it's really it's almost like a different fire service totally sure when you think back over your experience what are some of the skills outside of the the, the physical aspect of of firefighting and rescue and those types of things right but are there other types of skills that you've picked up along the way oh yeah chad let me tell you one of the stories that i i I was featured in Fasny's uh, magazine uh, recently um, about, you know, returning to the fire service. And, and one of the things that I that I credit the fire department for, especially growing up, was how it changed me as a person. Um, when I was, a, you know, when I was in, you know, a kid in high school, you know, I I was I just thought, you know, everything was was my way. And, and, that, and that was the highway. And that was it. And didn't really care about. Um, you know, interacting with people in, in a way that, that might have affected me down the road, you know, many years later. Um, that has stuck with me. That that life lesson has extremely stuck with me. So the the lessons that I that I gained back is a is an explorer and a junior firefighter, interacting with with my peers in the firehouse um has really made me a different person today uh just because of those interactions. So um, those life lessons, um, you know, beyond the fire service have really nothing to do with the fire service. Those life lessons, um, have really stuck with me, uh, and made a profound impact on my life. Excellent. Thank you. When I, I would imagine that you get asked a lot from people who are interested in joining, um, you know, maybe in high school, maybe out of high school, any recommendations that you would traditionally give them about, uh, what they could expect or or what they should do if they're interested? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, I mean, you know, when I when I took essentials of, of firefighting back in 92, I think it was, uh, I think it was around 39 hours. Um, you know, now now you're over 100 hours of, of, of firefighter one training. And, and obviously it's good because, the, you know, there's a lot more to do these days, even with that new technology and so forth. But um, the... You know, the biggest thing is getting over that that first initial for somebody that doesn't have any experience to get over that initial hump of, of you know, the hundred plus hours to get into the firefighter one, um, you know, just stick with it. And, and and the benefits far outweigh, you know, the temporary setbacks with with timing and and so forth. So, you know, that that's probably one of the most important things. And and. My biggest thing I tell people is if you're going to join, join for the right reasons and go in a hundred percent, you know, obviously life gets in the way. I got in the way uh, for me. I had to step back for a while and then, but I came back um, and, you know, I came back as a different, as a different firefighter driver and so forth. So I think that's really important is to do it the right way. Um, you know, make sure you have the time before you commit. Don't commit unless you really know that you can make it and and really go all in, you know, show up uh, for for as many things as you can, because that's the greatest way to learn uh, the, the fire service and learn your each individual department, whether it's fire EMS, uh, learn their protocols, how they do things, learn your community and so forth. So that, that, that's my advice. Fantastic. Looking back, how long into your service um, did it take until you started to calls weren't uh, didn't begin with your heart really pumping and racing and, and it was still that way for the next 
20 minutes. Uh, how long until things started to settle down and, and you were able to kind of kind of step back and and your peripheral vision was was much more prevalent than than maybe at the beginning. What started your fire is powered by ultra bright lights. Ultra bright lights is on the road and on the scene with vehicle warning lights, sirens, controllers, and more as we support police, firefighters, EMTs, security, towing, and others who demand the best in exterior vehicle lighting. Explore our huge selection at ultra bright lights spelled with a Z.com. I, I, I think accredited to the to the time in the Explorers and the Junior Firefighters program really kind of took that 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 was the consumption of the time of you know your heart beating oh my gosh I've got to go to a call uh, oh my gosh look what I see you know what's in front of me and so forth those those I'd say two years um, I can credit that to the time so really when I came off of the Explorer and the Junior program and became you know an actual member of the department. Um, I, I've kind of seen a lot by that. Not definitely not all, but I've seen quite a bit at, at the time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as exciting. Um, you know, I didn't get as excited. Um, but I'll tell you, after taking you know ten years off and then coming back into the service after ten years away, um, I've been in now for a little over a year, and I am not over that yet. Every time the pager goes off for a particular call, I have to. I I have to admit. You know, the heart races a little bit and, and um, you know, you have to sit back and think about it. So it's kind yep. of going all over again. Yeah. I did a little bit of work in in a volunteer EMS unit, uh, ambulance unit, many, many years ago. And one of the things that I had noticed was kind of in that situation where um, because of all the training and because of your experience, like once you're in the situation, like your memory just kind of takes over and you know what to do and and you became very familiar with it did you have the the same experience coming back where it was it was kind of like riding your bike again it just it felt very natural or was was there a learning curve that that was involved again the second time around no i i to be honest chad a lot of the a lot of the calls that we that i went on you know coming back into it after being away it, it just it just it was natural. It was second nature for the most part. You know, there were obviously things that that have changed, um, you know, even with different departments, you know, different communities and so forth. So um, but a lot of it, you know, a lot of it, I I, I didn't even have to think about, uh, you know, I, I grabbed I, I, I grabbed the uh, the irons and went in, you know, and and now nowadays a little bit different. You know, I have to remember to grab uh, grab the portable radio, grab the 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 imaging camera and in 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 the um the carbon monoxide detector and so forth. So those are the some of the things that you know I have to retrain myself on. But now for the most part, everything just kind of uh, for the foundational stuff, uh, most things just came right back. Sure. Of the calls that you go on now, uh, do you have a percentage of those calls that are more routine? So there's a smoke smell or a a gas smell versus Kind of a, a true house fire or um, a motor vehicle accident. Yeah, the majority of our calls uh, in in the department that I'm in, um, uh, you know, we don't we have a separate ambulance company, so we don't we're just just the fire department, um, uh, which is actually a new concept for me. So um, uh, the majority of the calls are are basically routine. I mean, we've definitely had our our our. Uh, few house fires over the last year and a half but but yeah most of the calls are relatively routine you know 
um, detector activations, faulty detectors, and so forth. Um, so I would say the vast majority of them are routine, but but you you know that that's not a that's one thing that that's important to know and to think about is you know two o'clock in the morning when you have a an automatic alarm, it's some place that you've really never been to before, and, and maybe not even that time of the day. Um, there was a call when I was in a was when I was in the Explorer Post uh, in uh, back in Cortlandville where that happened and we were all just assuming oh, it's another automatic alarm. Well, it wasn't. Um, this relatively large building was on fire. So that always sits in the back of my mind. And, and even though those routine calls are the majority of the time, mm-hmm. that one call will always remind me that that it's all it takes is that one call. Yep, absolutely. Do you have, I, I would imagine, just like that example, a number of other calls that kind of made you pivot on how you approached your duties on a on a day to day basis, or e- even like taking home life lessons. Like there, I would imagine a number of calls that kind of stick out in your memory as as good learning opportunities. Yeah, I mean, some of them. I, I there was a couple of ambulance calls that I had been on where we had collectively. Uh, did some things splint. Uh, I remember one, uh, uh, a child put his hand through a, a, a plate glass window actually. And uh, one of the medics had, had um, you know, splinted the hand and, and kept it in a, in a certain way. And when we got to the hospital, the doctor said, I don't know what, what possessed you guys to do this, but uh, you just saved the child's hand because uh, of, of how bad it was in inside the hand could have created a lot more damage if the child had moved his hand more. So, um, so that that one that one always kind of sticks with me because the doctor actually came out and told us, uh, you know, good work. Um, you know, a lot of calls that I've been on where, um, you know, you, you just collectively the interactions with the patients, the interactions with the with the homeowner, and so forth. Um, you know, I can't think of any specific examples, but there are definitely times when you when you sit back and you realize a, a call that you had in the past kind of pops up into the back of your mind, mm-hmm. and you kind of remember, oh, I remember, you know, this conversation with this patient and so forth, and you kind of use that uh, in a scenario that that you may be in currently. Sure. And as as you look forward, <clears throat> do you have certain goals? that you're looking towards um, for your service in the future, as far as maybe different ranks, different responsibilities. What does that look like for you? Yeah, for me, I, I, you know, I've, I've become more, much more um, uh, active in the, on the training side, you know, uh, working with, with um, uh, FASNI, the Firemen's Association of the state of New York and, and um, the Suffolk County volunteer uh, Firemen's Association to to you know to provide better programs and resources to to volunteer firefighters and EMS people, um, you know to provide them with with uh, like I say more training opportunities, uh, more seminars, um, you know to spend more time on the the soft skills side of of uh, the fire and EMS industry, and you know training and and you know one of the biggest things that that we really need to spend more time on uh, when it comes to recruitment and retention, I believe is, is the, 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 the golden egg, in my opinion, is the, is the junior program, is the Explorer program. 
that I think will sustain us or at least keep us sort of above water uh, going forward uh, to, to, to bring that volunteer fire service. Um, you know, I don't know if it'll ever be back to what it ever was, but but at least to maintain it. So that's where I really like to spend my time is is recruitment and retention, specifically in the in the youth programs. And and really at the end of the day, we're a customer service driven organization. And that's kind of my uh, I'm on the IT support uh career field. And you know, I, I think it's very important for for fire and EMS providers to understand that. You know, everybody's out there listening to you. Most everybody has a camera. Well, everybody has a camera these days. And you really got to be careful what you say uh, when you're on a call and that type of thing. So those are, and then obviously, you know, being a firefighter and a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, but but those are the things that I'd like to, 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 to work on going forward. Fantastic. Dan, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate you uh, leading me through your uh, experiences and the lessons learned. Uh, and, and again, thank you for your service. Thank you, Chad. And thank you uh, for, for doing this because I think this is a very important for the Fire and EMS service. Thanks for joining us. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. What Started Your Fire is a production of Ultra Bright Lights, who invites you to visit us at ultrabrightlights.com and explore our emergency lights and lighting technologies. Ultra Bright Lights, spelled with a Z.com. Mm-hmm.